0: To Slanesh, there is no aspect of numerical magic more alluring than six. Six are the circles of his domain in the realm of chaos. Six are the principal seductions by which he enthralls his devotees. When his legions go to war, they often do so in groups of this sacred number, with each army subjecting its foes to a different form of torment in accordance with a wider tapestry of disaster. Grandest plans of Slaanesh usually play out in six phases, each serving as a single movement in a symphony of anguish that, when viewed in total, is far greater and more depraved than the sum of its parts. And we are back talking the rules, allegiance abilities, and war scrolls for the Hedonites of Slanesh. It's time for war. Yes.
1: Alright, so here we are. Um... did the lore segment, and as promised, we're here for the war. So, um, I haven't had to play against these guys yet, but Mm -hmm. I hear things. You do. Yeah, like, they're kind of crazy good, so.
0: They are, and they aren't at the same time.
1: Okay. Um... Well, okay. Then let's take let's jump in and take a look at it. Should we start with the uh allegiance
0: abilities for these guys? Yeah, and there are actually four different sets of allegiance abilities. Um and the reason for that is because there's the main battle traits for a Slanesh army, and then one of those battle traits is the hosts of Slanesh. So you have to choose you have to choose. Um that you can either be an invaders, pretenders, or godseekers host, and you gain additional rules based on what you choose. And it also determines the artifacts and command traits that your army can take.
1: Okay, I see. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, so there's not a lot of War Scrolls in this book, but there's a lot of different ways to play with the same models. There's like 16, I think. But that's not a lot comparatively speaking. I guess not. It seems
1: like, I mean, it seems like it's just as many as in the Fire Slayers, or at least some of those.
0: Okay, but a lot of those are characters. Ah, uh, that's true. F- different variants. Is this the same thing, sort of?
1: Oh, okay. So, everybody gets the first page, the battle traits, and then yep. and then you have to pick one, and then you go into those abilities. Alright. Yeah, Let's you get go those over, well. uh, here's what everybody gets. Um, they start off with Feast of Depravities. Um, every time a wound or mortal wound is inflicted on an enemy model by an attack made by a friendly Slenish hero or a spell cast by a friendly Slenish hero, and that enemy model is not slain by that wound or mortal wound, you receive a depravity point. In addition, every time a wound or mortal wound is allocated to a friendly Slenish hero and not negated, and that friendly model is not slain by that wound or mortal wound, you receive a depravity point. So if I go up and kill a five-wound hero, I get four depravity points. Correct. And if I take a couple of wounds and I take them, let's say I take two wounds, I get two depravity points. If I... I don't know if these guys do a healing at all, but if I found a... way They do. Oh, so I can heal up and I still have those depravity points. I could take a couple more wounds and earn more depravity points, right? Yes. Okay. And... uh there's all sorts of units you can call up with depravity points.
0: Yeah, you can summon anything, uh, really, that isn't a named character. Um, but you get everybody else. Okay, so yeah, if you have any depravity
1: points at the end of your movement phase, you can summon one or more units from the. So you can just summon as
0: much as you want to, as many as you have points for. Yeah. Oh, okay, but it doesn't like with the blood tithe. Uh, for corn, you get um, you lose all the points when you spend them.
1: Right when you basically you, With, you can buy one
0: thing, and you have to have
1: at least that many points, but it's costing you everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah. With Slaneshi, it doesn't work that way. You get to hang on to what you have left.
1: Oh well, yeah. That's how. That's the only way you could buy multiple units. Um,
0: yeah. Now the other thing to notice. Um, from the GHB allegiance to this book, is that the numbers have changed. Uh, because everything used to be in the multiple of six. It is now no longer in the multiple of six. Okay. If you look at it, because the Keeper Secrets costs 30 points, it used to cost 24. Um, and the reason for that, obviously, is that the War Scroll for the Keeper is that much better than the old one. <laughs> So, it wouldn't exactly be fair to have that be the same thing. Uh, And even just something as simple as 10 demonettes is 9 depravity points, not 6. Yeah. So, and it's a little more finite with regards to the units, because, like, in Nurgle, you can bring on 5 plague bears or 1 base of Nurglings. Here, it's, like, whole proper units. Right. So... But they range anywhere from 9 to 30 depravity points. Um, and depravity, there are multiple ways to generate it. But the biggest thing to understand is if you're fighting against an army that doesn't have a lot of multi-wound characters or monsters, you're not going to generate as many depravity points as you think.
1: Okay, so you, uh, so that's like when we were talking the other day that Brad had... Uh had a bunch of characters and then a few models. That's part of what you have to do. You have to have characters that are sitting there even wading through hordes and stuff
0: like that, right? Because they're still going to take the damage and that's how you generate the depravity points. Gotcha. To then summon. So, it's one of those things that you also have to factor in that every one of your characters is their number of wounds minus one of depravity points. So, the Keepers of Secrets, they are I believe, 14 wounds. So each one of them is 13 depravity points before they die, at least. Okay. So there's a lot that gets factored into their points values because of this extra bit that they contribute to, even by dying. So.
1: Okay, I get it. Um,
0: yeah. uh, what else do we got? Um, We've got the Locus of Diversion. Uh, So this one is at the end of the charge phase, each friendly hitemate hero that is within six inches of an enemy unit can create a locus. if they do so, you pick one enemy unit that is within six of that hero and roll a dice, adding two if that hero is a greater demon. On a four plus, that enemy unit fights at the end of the following combat phase after the players have picked any other eligible units. And you cannot pick the same unit as the target for this ability more than once in the same charge phase, whether or not it's successful. So, part of the issue is, like, if it just read, is you could do that and just pick the same unit. You can just keep picking that unit and roll until you pass it. Um, And that just seems obnoxious. So, (laughs) So that's why it's only one one. shot at it. Okay. Yeah. Um, And if a unit that is affected by this battle trait also affects any rules that allow it to fight at the start of the following combat phase the rules essentially cancel out. Um, and this is the only written exception right now where it says that they cancel out.
1: Okay. Oh, so this is when they do the things that make them always strike last, if they've got to always strike first, then those things cancel each other out and they just fight normal.
0: Correct. Gotcha.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, last one is euphoric killers. If the un- Oh, I- okay. So if an unmodified hit roll with an attack made with a melee weapon by a chaos slanesh model is 6 it does two hits instead of one so mm-hmm. that sixes are just an extra hit roll which is great cuz you're already getting the one now you're getting two if you have 20 or more models it's 3 on every six for, to hit that's or you know extra wound rolls i mean Th- that's that's going to that's going to be really good isn't it
0: it is yeah <laughs> um but as we'll go through, it's a double-edged thing when you get to it. Um, now, the other thing that it says it says chaos slanesh. It doesn't say hedonite like the locus of diversion is only for hedonites. So you have to have that keyword. But right. this is any chaos slanesh unit, including uh, slaves to darkness units that have been marked slanesh or beast units that have been marked slanesh through the depraved drove. So this affects everything that has the Chaos launch keywords.
1: Does it uh would it affect uh Archeon?
0: He is Chaos and he is Slanesh.
1: <laughs> so with his great weapons that already do ridiculous things on sixes, he's gonna get double wound rolls. Yes. Okay. That is good. Alright, yeah. so you gotta pick invader or pretender or godseeker. I like this. Um, I like that they've got very specific traits that are geared toward what that type of army should do. Mm-hmm. Um, should we start with the invaders, I guess? Yeah, they're the first up. Um, I like this part. Okay, you. Uh, their battle trait... You can have up to three generals. Only one can have a command trait, but all three are considered to be a general for the purpose of using command abilities. However, an invader host general cannot use a command trait or command ability while they're within 12 inches of any other friendly invader's host. Generals. In addition, each time one of your generals is slain, you receive an extra command point. So you have three generals. Only one gets the command... Trait Trait But Then As long as they're more than a foot apart from each other They all
0: Work uh, As
1: as their own general
0: Yes essentially So um, as we talked about in the GHB Review uh, With the new command abilities so They would all have the range bump As if they were the general
1: Okay right
0: And then the same thing with some of the other abilities that may require them to be the general in order to use them. That seems
1: seems pretty good. Like, that seems like a cool thing.
0: It is, but you have to break your army up into chunks, essentially, to really get the most bang out of it. Otherwise, you're stuck, locked up, and not using your command abilities.
1: Oh, okay, I see. Oh, it is a bit of a double-edged sword.
0: Um, and the
1: other part, at the start of the hero phase, you get D3 depra- depravity points if you have any friendly invader host units are wholly within enemy territory. If three or more friendly units are within enemy territory, you get D6 depravity points instead.
0: Mm-hmm. Because they want to take your opponent's land. That's their job. It's the conquest of territory. The rule right. plays out. Oh, that's cool. So you get to pay points just for
1: taking territory, because that's what you're out trying to do. Mm-hmm. I did... Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, then uh, a, a heat knight host in an invader host army must contain two to four Epicurean reveler battalions, zero to two secret cavalcade battalions, instead of one to three.
0: Hmm. Yes, yeah, so the host is the big... Russian Nesting Doll Battalion. Right. Um, And then the Epicurean Revelers is Fiends and Demonettes.
1: Oh, okay. So, yeah, they moved it one to three. They dropped one down zero to two and raised the other one up two to four. So you have to have more of those things, but you can keep it just those things if you want. Oh, that's... Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So you got all those other battle traits, plus these battle traits, if you're an invader host. Mm -hmm. I could see why you would want to have three little bubbles, though, and have them all rushing up as separate little spearheads.
0: Yeah, you can do that. Oh, that's kind of cool.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Invader host they've got uh, command traits. Obviously, you can only give it to the general. You can only give it to one general. Um, Are there any of these that are really good, or are they pretty?
0: No, there's a couple of really good ones in here.
1: All right, what's that?
0: Uh Glory Hog okay. is one of my personal favorites. So at the end of the combat phase, if any enemy units were destroyed in that combat phase and this general is on the battlefield, you get a command point. Okay, I like that. Yep. Um and then you're also looking at Skin Taker, which just sounds nasty. Um if any enemy models were slain by wounds inflicted by this general's attack combat phase at the end of the phase, you can heal D3 wounds.
1: Well, that's pretty good.
0: And that's any mm-hmm.
1: anywhere slain by... Okay. So kill any models, get back D3 wounds. You could literally be doing that every turn, especially if you're just rushing forward and getting into fights. Yeah. And then you're getting those wounds back and then when you take some more wounds and you get more depravity points. Uh, okay. Um, should we look at the uh, artifacts for these guys? Yeah, I, I you had can. A, There's... I had a couple marked, but you say which ones are good, and if I picked them, that's... No, 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 no. All right, That's not how this
0: game is played.
1: I didn't pick two or four. But uh, the other ones, I was like, oh, I kind of like this. Um, Rod of Misrule. um, At the start of of my hero phase, I roll a dice on a one. You get a command point on a two to five. I get a command point on a six. I get D3 command points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything you can get more command points, I think, is a good is usually something that's very useful. Especially,
0: especially with three generals.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and the whip with subversion, end of the combat phase, pick an enemy hero within six inches, pick a melee weapon that hero is armed with, and then pick one other enemy unit within an inch of the hero. That unit suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the attack characteristic of the weapon you picked. That's kind of cool. So I go after that guy. He's within an inch of one of his units. He hits the units. Yes. <laughs> I liked that one. Um did now which one I picked I already ran through two. Which one's did you say were good?
0: The big one is the Rod of Misrule.
1: Uh, okay. So I did pick the right one. Mm-hmm. Um And I liked the gem and the other stuff too, but uh But uh, the, yeah, that's the Rod of Misrule is the big one. So I did I got that. So we're good. Uh, yeah. All right. So that's if you're being the invaders, running and grabbing land. Now, if you're pretenders, these are the ones who are trying to prove that they're gods,
0: right? Yes, these are the ones that want to take Slenesh's place.
1: Okay. Um. So you want to run through their their extra extra command traits?
0: Yeah, there's a bunch here. Um, or their battle so, traits. I mean, sorry. Yep. So you're looking at Heir to the Throne. So if the general of a Pretender's Host is a hero, um, they can have two different command traits instead of one. So you get to pick two for them to apply to the model. Um, And in addition, you get to reroll hit rolls of one for attacks made with melee and missile weapons by friendly Pretender's Host units while they have ten or more models because they're seeking to outdo each other and get the attention of their liege. Nice. Yeah. And that says melee and missile. And a lot of people are like, well, what is that? Um, You're looking at Ungors with uh, short bows. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's the first one that jumps to my mind. Um, Then you're looking at their Hedonite host. So the the Supreme Cyberites Battalion, and that's a battalion that features three to six characters in um, a pretender's host can only have one cast hero instead of three to six.
1: But then you get that battalion basically just by the character and then you can get the battalion if you want it and get the benefit.
0: Yeah. So the battalion itself is a bit on the pricier end of things. Um, but he, it plays to the narrative that they don't suffer any rivals. Right, They have to be the top. So that's why that battalion is laid out like that. And then Warlord Supreme. So at the start of your hero phase, you get D3 depravity points. If your general is within three inches of any enemy units, and if your general is within three inches of three or more enemy units at the start of your hero phase, you get D6 depravity points instead of D3. So this is, again, all about your general. Warlord
1: Supreme. Okay. hmm Huh. And, okay, they're command traits. Here's how the game goes again. Okay, I picked True Child of Slaanesh and Inspirer. Are those the good ones? Are There's those one you missed. I missed one. Okay, but I got a couple. Um, mm-hmm. True Child of Slaanesh started the first battle round before determining which player has the first turn. Roll six dice. I get a depravity point for every five up. An Inspirer, don't take Battle Shock test for ho- units that are wholly within 9 inches of this general. So, which one did I miss?
0: Strongest alone.
1: And what does that do?
0: You get to reroll hits or attacks made by this general while there are no friendly models within 6.
1: Oh. Okay. So, there's no one around, obviously. Oh, because he's proven he's a god. So, there's no one else around. He's getting... And it's re-roll hit rolls.
0: Yes. And All as we hit count- rolls. Yep.
1: So you could even go, like, I need a three up to hit, but I don't want those sixes, so I could take anything that's not a six and reroll it if I really wanted to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You can go fishing for sixes. Yes. That is really good, isn't it?
0: It is. Um, The Hunter of God Beasts, uh, so you get to add one damage, and... In- Add one to the damage inflicted by successful attacks if that general is targeting a monster. Uh, that is a big thing right now just because there's monsters everywhere. So his their damage profiles go up quite a bit. Um, okay. And then the Strength of Godhood is just an extra D3 damage to a successful attack made by that general. So it's just like an extra twist of the knife um, for an extra chunk of damage. But you get to pick two of these six so you get to.
1: Create. Oh that's right! You get two command traits because you've only you're only going to have the one character. Yep, and he's a super duper guy, so he's going
0: to get double. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of create them however you feel fits your play style better.
1: Okay. Um, all right. So artifacts of power. How many standouts are in this group?
0: There's a couple.
1: There's a couple.
0: Um, Would they be three, four, and five? Uh, There would be two, three, four, and six.
1: Okay. So, well, let's go through them then, because that's we picked everything except one. So, all right. Pendant of slash. Oh, heal D three. Yeah, that's really, yeah, start of your hero At phase. The start really of the hero thing.
0: phase, which then feeds more depravity points. Right.
1: And then uh, I had said three silver lash, pick one of the bear's melee weapons, add two to the attack here. So you got one of these big, big characters anyway, and now you're giving them extra attacks where they can get the sixes, where they can do all that other stuff. Okay. And what else?
0: Uh, the Scepter of Domination, so at the start of your hero phase, if the bearer is within 12 of any enemy heroes and your opponent has any command points, roll a dice. Not a four plus, you steal one. Your opponent loses a command point and you get one.
1: Yeah, I had that marked too. Anytime you can take away their command points, I'm like, I like that one. Mm-hmm. And um, what else?
0: My other one was the Mask of Spiteful Beauty, so that one is, at the start of your hero phase, you get to pick one enemy unit within six and subtract two from that unit's bravery characteristic. Um, Bravery is not that big of a thing, but there's a couple of tricks in here with bravery.
1: Okay. And now that's if you're being the pretender. You get the double thing. You're the only one there. You get depravity points for being in the thick of the battle, just being there. You got a lot of things that can heal you up and you get two command traits because you're a god. Or you think you're a god. Well, yeah, well, that's, yeah, well, that's what you're... Yeah, exactly, that's what you're saying. You're a god. I get two now. Um, so the God Seekers. These are the ones who are looking all over for mm-hmm. Uh plus one on the charge rolls. Nice. Um... The Godseeker host. There's the is the flip. They get the zero to two revelers and two to four seekers, as opposed to the way it went other, the other way around with the uh invaders. Yeah, with the invaders. Okay, so just it's going to that that unit type, and then at the end of the charge phase, you get D three depa- depravity points if any friendly Godseeker host units made a charge move in the phase. If three or more of them, okay. Oh, so this one... Yeah, if you're charging forward. Okay. Hmm, this is interesting. So this one, you're getting depravity points just for charging into battle because for them, the battle's everything. Is they're running around looking for anywhere you might be smashing into everything. Okay. and You can do several units charging easily.
0: Yes, especially given how fast Godseekers are. Um, and when we get to the war scrolls, if you do this as a mounted brigade, it's fast.
1: Huh. So this one is moving in quick, getting if, getting off the charges. All right. Um, how many command traits stand out?
0: There's actually quite a few good ones. Okay,
1: I picked two and six because I want to try to I try not to pick them all, you know. But I picked my favorites. So, what? What do you? What? Uh, which ones did you say are really good?
0: I have one, two, and six.
1: All right, so why don't you start with one then?
0: So this one you get to reroll hit and wound rolls of one for attacks made by this general if they made a charge move. Again, you want to be charging anyway, so that's just an extra little icing on there. Okay. But I think the better two are Thrill Seeker and Speed Chaser, so you had those absolutely right. Uh,
1: Thrill Seeker, general can run and charge if he already has an ability that allows him to run and charge. Add three to the run roll. So, if you already can run and charge, you get plus. So, you're running anywhere from four to nine inches and still charging. That is. Yeah, yep, that was good. And then number six was Speed Chaser. You can retreat and charge. Yeah. That's.
0: (laughs) It's even better in this because you get depravity points by charging. So, that hero is constantly moving. And charging back in to generate depravity points. Okay. But then it's also you can't pin that character down because they're still going to be just as dangerous.
1: That's pretty good. It is. And then um, the artifact of power. I've marked four. I marked the last three: four, five, and six. Lash, circlet, and bindings.
0: I also have the cameo.
1: You have the okay. Well, we jump into that one then. So the Cameo of the Dark
0: Prince, uh, once per battle at the start of your hero phase, you can use it. And if you do so, you receive a command point. And then until your next hero phase, you don't have to take battle shock tests for friendly units, wholly within 18 of the bearer.
1: That's,
0: that's good. Yeah, and it'll make more sense when we get to the fame. Ah, okay.
1: Um, Lash, at the start of your shooting phase, roll a die for every enemy unit within six. On a four-up, they take a mortal wound. That's yeah Matt, if you div- okay if you can divvy out a few mortal wounds, that's a good thing. I like that one, um and then the circlet enemy units within three of the bear cannot retreat in addition at the start of your hero phase, roll a die for each enemy unit within three on a two up, they take a mortal wound,
0: yeah, that one's a little that better one is better, yeah,
1: it's similar, but better, and then what's the bindings?
0: So, at the start of the combat phase, you get to pick one enemy hero, then three of the bear, and roll 2d6. If the roll is greater than that enemy hero's move characteristic, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that hero until the end of the phase. And, in addition, if the roll is greater than that enemy hero's wound characteristic, they take d3 mortal wounds as well.
1: Yeah, I had that marks That's a good one. That is. You're slowing them down.
0: You're slowing them down. They're making them hit you even less often than they already are. And then yeah. you might do some more damage before you knife them in the head. Sweet. Which one of these do you like the best? It really just depends on what type of army you want to play. Um, in general, when I was building lists, especially during testing, I was doing pretenders. Um, simply because I like the idea of that one exceedingly vain creature... Um, and then getting the two command traits is huge.
1: Yeah, that is true.
0: But they're all different to how you want to play, and as we'll come to when we just go through the list of war scrolls, you get to mix all of this, and you get to move from one different facet to another, just depending on your playstyle and on and on your, your wins, really. But using the same models.
1: Yeah, because they do it. They do adjust. Because this is only this this book's only got the four battalions. It's the nesting egg, mm-hmm. and then the three the 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 heroes, the the, Demonets the and
0: the seekers. Yeah,
1: right. So you know, whichever whichever uh, of, yeah those groups you want to play with, I guess you would naturally gravitate to that that uh, that style. Excuse me, sorry, you would gravitate to that. Uh, that, that one of the three, um, based on what models you want to play with, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, they, have, they have three spell lures? Yeah, of course yep. they do. All right. Uh, what did I have marked here? Spell um, Spell lures. Slaanesh Demon Wizards only. They've got six. The Mortal Wizards and the Greater Demons only have three. Um, I picked uh, Frenzy Shards and Phantasmagoria.
0: Mm -hmm. I also have the Pavane.
1: Okay. Why don't you jump onto that then?
0: So the Pavane is cast value seven. Um, If it goes off, pick an enemy here within six of the caster that is visible. And a number of dice seagullite heroes move characteristic for each five plus they take a mortal wound. Uh, So, most characters, if you think about the big ones, um, how fast... Like
1: 12 inches, 16 inches. Oh, so,
0: yeah. On average, that's doing, what, four mortal wounds, which then generates four depravity points. And you've taken that big character down a couple of notches.
1: And then, did you have Frenzy as well? I had Frenzy
0: and Phantaz. Okay, what's the Frenzy? So, this one is cast by U 7. If it goes off, pick an enemy unit holier than 18 of the caster that they can see. And roll a dice for each model in that unit. For each 6-up, it takes D3 Mortal Wounds. That's your Horde Killer. Yeah, that's the
1: one I, that that was the first one I, I had picked too, yeah, because that's that's really good.
0: It is, especially if you're dealing with a large horde of guys that you're not going to generate depravity points off of.
1: Well, you're going to average two per, right? So six is really, it's practically, you know, rolling fives are better. You're going to get the two and, and then automatically doing one. I mean, it's still, you're getting a third, about a third of the dice you roll's worth of wounds. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, geez, so a 30... 30 model unit, you should get 10 five wounded. sixes,
0: which then becomes about ten wounds. That's really good.
1: It is. Um, now, I picked the shards as well. That's uh, cast on a five. Pick an enemy with an 18 inches that's visible. Roll 2d6. If it's higher than their bravery, they take mortal wounds equal to the difference between the bravery characteristic and the roll. Mm-hmm. That's just another one where I knew you had the things that you could mark down bravery and I'm like, "Oh, if I can figure out a way to knock down bravery enough, this could become a really good you know, drop a, you know, anywhere from a good 4 to 8 mortal
0: wounds if you can drop their bravery a couple and get a good roll." Yeah, the Mask of Spiteful Beauty and the Horror Guest um are real nasty additions to this. Yeah. And then what's the Phantasmagoria? <laughs> this one's pretty nasty too. Um so cast all you seven if it goes off, pick an enemy unit in the 18 that they can see and roll six dice for each five up until your next tier of face, subtract one from that unit's bravery characteristic to a minimum of one. So on average you're gonna bump them down by two. Yep. But if you do bump down by two, mask of spiteful beauty, and horror gas, that's what, like negative seven? And then slicing shards. (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: that's good. All right. Yeah. Um
1: Now that's Slanesh demon wizards only. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, cuz greater not greater demons can't take this because they're not listed as demons, they're just listed as greater demons or can they get yeah. from this as well?
0: No, they get to pick one or the other.
1: Okay. Um I like the ones for the greater demons.
0: Yeah. They're good. Uh Song of
1: Secrets cast it on a 7, pick a enemy unit wholly with an 18 that you can see, roll a die for each model. For each 6, you get a depravity point. Mm-hmm. It, oh, just all those little horde armies and suddenly you're like, I just picked up 10 depravity points.
0: Yeah, Ugh. especially if you're playing like Gloom Spite where they have a 60 mob of gits. You just generated, what, 10 depravity points on a 7? <laughs> But the catch is that big unit has to be holier than 18 of the caster. Yeah.
1: But that is a huge bubble. 18 is a huge bubble. You're going to get those big horde units within. Even if they're kind of stretched out a bit, you're going to get them within. Mm -hmm. Uh, Progeny of Damnation, cast on a 7. Pick a demon, hedonite hero within 6 that's visible, heal D3 wounds. If it was a 10 or more that you could roll to cast, heal D6 wounds instead. That's good too, because once again, like you pointed out, every time you heal these guys up, the extra depravity points are available in just them taking some wounds. Mm-hmm. And um, then the stupor Slothful stupor. Cast on an eight. Pick a hero within twelve. An enemy hero within twelve that's visible until the next hero phase. They can't use command abilities and cannot run or charge.
0: Yeah, that's the musk. That's not the musk.
1: Isn't that one for the greater demons that they just sort of ship and the the guys like they they're not fighting. They're so distracted
0: and no. I thought that the was. this the locus of diversion is what that is. Okay, that's the musk. This is something completely different.
1: Oh, it it, it kind of works that way though. Just like, huh? It's the shutting you down is what it is. Yeah, that's that's. I marked. I had that marked. That would be so. I mean, that would be frustrating to play against. It's like I got to do this. Oh no, you're not doing any of that. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the big thing is it's command abilities and then running or charging. So if you're in combat already, you can still fight. Um, You just can't use command abilities. And you can still move. You just can't do the rest of it. So it's not completely limited, but the shutting down your command abilities for an 8, if you shut down Archeon's command ability, yeah. or any other like table-encompassing ones like Nagash. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's good. All of those are good. That's, dude, mm-hmm. that's really good. So you want to take Pain and Pleasure for the Mortal Sinesh Wizards?
0: Um, There's really only one good one in here. Is it Dark Delusions? Uh, it is Dark Delusions. Ah, that's the only one I picked too. Yeah, Assistants uh, so at Cast Value 5. If it goes off, pick an enemy unit holier than 18 of the caster and roll 2d6. If the roll is equal to or greater than that unit's bravery, add 1 to hit rolls for attacks that target that unit. Note, it does not say combat only. It's
1: Just all attacks. to hit
0: rules. So if you're taking, like, Ungor Raiders in the depraved of you get to add plus one for their shots as well.
1: Uh, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And that's all the magics. Look at all the things. We already covered. Um, why don't we do this? Why don't we take... We should probably do the fane. You want to do the fane and then we'll take a break?
0: Yeah, because the fane ties into a lot of what we've talked about already. And this is their terrain piece.
1: Yes, the stargate.
0: The pseudo stargate,
1: yeah. I mean it looks it's got the whole the rest of it comes out like the stylized symbol, but it kind of reminds you it's got the little thing in the middle and the head coming through. It's like, "Oh, stargate." Yeah. All right. So this is a terrain feature. It is an obstacle.
0: You want to you want to take it. You want to run with this. Uh, sure. We run and run and dun dun. anyway. Um, so this has to be set up wholly within your territory and more than three inches from any other terrain feature or objective. Um, and it's actually a little on the smaller side, so it's not going to take up a whole lot of space. But it is tall, so it can block a line of sight pretty easy to the things that are behind it. Okay. Uh, so it's an obstacle. And it's got two rules, the power of Slaanesh. So if you spend Depravity Points to summon a unit to the field, and that unit is set up wholly within 12 inches of the fane, you get to get D3 Depravity Points back after the unit's been set up. So it's kind of like a refund if you're summoning closer to it. Okay. So, But again, that is going to be in your territory. So they're going to be in the back a little. And then the second one is the Damned Conduit. So at the start of the hero phase, you can pick one friendly castleish hero within six to make a sacrifice. If you do so, that hero takes a mortal wound and you must roll a dice. On a one, nothing happens. But on a two plus you can reroll hit rolls for attacks made by that hero until your next hero phase. That subsequently generates a depravity point, so that's fun.
1: Oh yeah, so that
0: wound yeah, the wound that you take for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is a wound, you generate depravity point. Right. Um, if that hero has an artifact of power, they can sacrifice that instead of suffering the wound. And if they do so, that artifact can no longer be used. If it was a weapon, it reverts back to what it normally was. However, on a roll of a 2+, plus, you can real hit rolls for attacks made by that hero for the rest of the game instead of only until your next hero phase.
1: <laughs> oh, okay.
0: So, the things that are the one use only items, like the cameo,
1: uh-huh.
0: you break it, well, you use it, then you break it, you get a free command point, you get the battle shock immunity for the first battle round, and then you get to reroll hit rolls for attacks made for your Keeper of Secrets for the rest of the game. That is good. Yeah. So, I mean, you won't count as having an artifact anymore for any of the scenarios that require it. But if you can generate multiple artifacts on multiple characters, you can smash into this.
1: There's no if you roll a one here.
0: Yeah, it's going to be on a one-nothing-happens, because you still have to roll a two-plus. Oh, that's true. So you have a one-in-six chance of fluffing, sure, but... Uh two plus if you get to reroll everything, that's pretty good.
1: You're going to try it at least that one time.
0: Mhm.
1: Uh, okay. So, yeah, there's your ter- there's your terrain piece and all of the special abilities you take depending on which uh units you take. So, we'll go over the units and then maybe after that Alex you could talk about how certain units, you know, how they they synergize with the different Army types.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Cool. All right, we'll be back.
0: And we are back with the war scrolls of Slamesh starting with the new fabulous keeper of secrets. I
1: just like that That was Uh, a great introduction Wasn't it? No no. no. This thing's got a whole Full freaking page of rules Yes And he's got some good basic stats 14 wounds, full up 10 bravery A 4 up save Lots of Attacks and lots of special abilities Um Where do we want to start
0: with this guy? Or a girl Poor girl. Um, So we should probably start with the easy stuff, which is they all have the Great Blade, which is a two-inch reach, anywhere between four and two attacks, threes by threes, run one, damage two. Okay, that's pretty good. Okay. Um, And then they all have Impaling Claws, which is three-inch range, two attacks, threes by threes, run two, damage anywhere between five and two. Got you. So if you take that sliver slash, the plus two attacks on something, you put that on the Claws. Right. So you go up to four attacks, threes by threes, rend two damage, five.
1: And possibly just re-rolling failed hit rolls for the whole game. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> um their living whip only reaches six inches. It's a single attack, threes by threes, one rend one damage. Not all that exciting, is it? Or does it's it do not. other stuff?
0: It does other stuff. Um the big thing with the keepers is that They all have the claws, and they all have the great blade, but you can customize their fourth arm. So it can either have a knife, a hand, a whip, or an aegis. So you do have, like, customization options to these keepers now. Okay. Um, So you've already hinted at what the whip does. The other thing it does is that at the start of the combat phase, you can pick one enemy monster model within six, and roll a dice, and on a three-plus, you pick one melee weapon that monster is armed with and subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made with that weapon until the end of that combat phase.
1: Uh, so you get, get basically getting a whip around the whatever weapon he's mm-hmm. got and slowing him down. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so it's only that one attack, but if it gets through... Well, or even if it doesn't get through, you get this one...
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. The big thing, though, is that it's an enemy monster... Nagash is a monster. Archeon is a monster. Alarial is a monster.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: you can hit their weapons for the minus one because they just need the monster keyword. Very cool.
1: So Now, if you don't take the whip, you might want to take the knife. Uh, end of the combat phase, pick an enemy model within an inch and roll a die. On a two to five, they take a mortal wound. On a six, they take D3 mortal wounds.
0: Yes, and then the knife also generates um, a little extra cheeky attack. Um, that's just a 2 by 3 run 1 damage, 1 1 attack. Um, so, I mean, it's cool. It's more you take it for the mortal wounds if you want to knife things easy.
1: Um, and if you don't take that, you can also take, what, the Aegis or the Hand?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Aegis is a shield, and if you take it, Every time you take a wound or mortal wound uh, that's allocated to this model on a six, you negate it.
1: That's not bad. The other stuff seems cooler. And then you got the hand.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm.
1: If the model has the hand at the end of the combat phase, if any any enemy models were slain by wounds inflicted by this model's attacks in that phase, you heal D3 wounds. If any enemy heroes were slain by wounds inflicted by this model's attack in the phase, you heal D6 wounds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's actually not bad And it still gets the same attack as the knife But now instead of maybe doing wounds to them You're just healing yourself up
0: Which then generates More depravity points Yeah huh. In general you're going to go For the hand or the whip I think It just depends On what you think you're going to be dealing with Or how many keepers you take
1: Oh, well, that's true because you can't take multiples Yes Um, the only other thing we, we, they still have more rules though. They do. So what else can these guys do?
0: Uh, we'll start with my personal favorite delicate precision. Um, if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made with a melee weapon by this model is a six, that attack inflicts a number of mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic used for the attack and the attack sequence ends. So if you roll a bunch of sixes to hit, um, and then roll more sixes to wound, you're just doing straight mortal wounds Equal to your damage characteristic.
1: So those Impaling Claws that we boosted up to four. Yes. They, they're hitting on rerollable threes, possibly, mm-hmm. wounding on threes with two rend. Now, if I rolled sixes for those four attacks, I'm rolling eight wound rolls.
0: Yes, and if you roll any of those are sixes, those are mortal wounds equal to the damage characteristic. Which, in the very
1: beginning, when you only suffered zero to three wounds, is five. Mm-hmm. A ridiculous roll on impaling claws could throw out 20, An entire unit twenty mortal wounds. No, why not?
0: If you quad six,
1: oh no, no, that's forty. Yeah. No, not forty, is it?
0: Yeah, it is eight because times you five. Can,
1: you can throw four sixes. That's two apiece. If you rolled eight more sixes, you would not. But if you did. That'd be 40 mortal. It could do 40 mortal wounds. More likely to do 10, maybe 15, but still, like, what is that to sneeze? That's nothing to sneeze at at all. No, it's not. Not at all. really good. Oh, boy.
0: Yeah. Uh, So then they have Dark Temptations. So this was something, like, you could, in the old version, you could just, like, get additional attacks on the character that took the offer but on a one they died this one is different Um, so at the start of the combat phase you can pick an enemy hero within three inches of this model and ask Girona if they wish to accept temptation if they refuse that hero suffers d3 mortal wounds if they accept that character adds one to hit rolls but then at the start of the next combat phase you roll a dice on a one to three they lose that ability and on a four to six they're dead just poof
1: so if I'm down to three wounds left and you try this on me, I'm just going to take this one and hope that hope for the best. And yeah. if not, then I'm dead. Okay. That's a lot. They got a lot of stuff. And that just that's just stuff that happens. Yeah. Then they've got magic because they can cast two spells and unbind two
0: spells. And Our- it used to be just one.
1: Okay. So now they've so they got, got two. Better. So they've got this and then they they can pick a they pick a spell from the uh the lores. The lores, and those three we said were all good. Mm-hmm. Uh and they've got uh Cacophonic Choir cast on a six, two D six, each enemy within six inches of the caster has a bravery characteristic. Less than that takes D three mortal wounds. So if you're in the thick of it, which you almost kinda wanna be, you need to be. Mm-hmm. Then you can just throw off a spell that's going to possibly screw up or throw out more mortal wounds than the things around it. And then it's got a command ability too. What does this guy do?
0: (laughs) It's the excessive violence. Um, So you use this command ability in the combat phase when it's your turn to pick a unit to fight with. If you do so, you pick a friendly Hedonite unit that has already fought once in that combat phase is wholly within 12 of the model with this command ability, and that unit gets to fight again. Um, they cannot use this ability on the same unit more than once. She can pick herself.
1: Uh, yeah, because she's within 12 of herself, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so you're on a unit wholly within 12, so you could have a double fighting keeper of secrets before uh, the other unit gets to fight because of the locus of diversion. <laughs> Uh, It's rough. There is a reason why keepers went up so much in points from their last incarnation to this.
1: There's a lot of good stuff there. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, the biggest thing is that it's only a four-up save with no way to make it better.
1: Okay, but you just have a lot of healing ability, too. You do have a lot of healing.
0: So this model is exceptionally vulnerable to shooting um but no one's taking shooting in the meta right now and i don't understand why but you know I do.
1: but yeah. then again it's cuz i'm too lazy to buy new bottles for that army and paint them up um so it's not quite a glass cannon but it's maybe a tempered glass cannon yeah because with all the healing it can kind of take a bit more of a beating unless you can really lay down a ton of wounds all at
0: once mhm huh and even if you kill it, you've given your opponent at least 13 Depravity points.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And They're halfway to summoning another one, then. <laughs> yeah, pretty close. All right.
0: Um, We should probably talk about Shalaxy. Yeah. Because she has a lot of the same stuff. This doesn't make... Like,
1: I'm like, why'd they put Sileska first? And then it's like, oh, well, because... I don't know they're doofy I suppose Um, Living whip is the Same this one's got Soul piercer And impaling claws Soul piercer is Different isn't it
0: it is Um, The claws are the exact same um, And the whip is the exact same And she can either take the whip or The aegis that we already Talked about they're the same thing
1: Okay um with the soul piercer it's only one attack 2s to hit anywhere from 2s to 4s to wound rend 3 damage d6 Mhm That's that big spear thing that she do you see you see you got and you see her having the uh in that picture where she's fighting the greater demon the or blood the, the yeah, bloodthirster, the bloodthirster. Yeah. Thirster. So what other awesome things do we have here? We have the living whip with the monster model We got the Shining Aegis, the the 6-up wound save, and then all these other stuff. So you want to start with this?
0: Sure. So she's got uh, Delicate Precision, so it's the same thing that the Keeper has. So if the unmodified wound roll for an attack made with a missile or melee weapon by this model is a 6, it takes mortal wounds and the attack sequence ends. So... If you roll a 6 to wound, it's just an automatic D6 mortal wounds or an automatic 5 mortal wounds from the claws. So she doesn't put out a lot of attacks, but she puts out quality attacks. Because all of her stuff is Ren 2 or Ren 3. So that's pretty gnarly. Uh, She has the Cloak of Constriction. So add one to save rolls for attacks made with melee weapons by enemy heroes that target this model. So she gets to add plus one to her save when she's fighting against heroes. Mm-hmm. She also has the irresistible challenge. And this to so star- back to, that, to, her,
1: to her, her story. Yes, exactly um, right. And this one, pick an enemy hero within 12 inches, more than three inches from any other models in your army, and they can take the challenge. And that's that strongly worded, Challenge that's so artfully Crafted that they can't say no If you s- struggle and succeed And say no you're taking d3 mortals uh, If you Don't say no then you've got to charge And you've got to you got to attempt the charge if you do you got to finish That charge within a half inch Of that of hellbane And you have to attack hellbane mm-hmm. Even if there's other Models around you could charge So you, you either accept the challenge or you take wounds Yeah I like that. I like I mean it it's completely that you know what we just read, yes, the other day. so
0: yep uh, and then she also has the killing stroke. So this one is at the start of the combat phase, you can pick one enemy hero, then three inches of this model. and if you do so, all attacks made by her in that combat phase must target that model, but the damage characteristic for the soul piercer is six instead of d six for that combat phase. Just a flat six.
1: That's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she can cast two, unbind two, arcane bolt, mystic shield, um, and she can pick from the good ones too because she's a greater demon. Uh, I mean, she's a uh, keeper of secrets. Um, refined senses, a cast on a four. If you get it until your next hero phase, re-roll hits for attacks made by this caster that target a hero. You can reroll save rolls for attacks made by heroes that target the caster. Right. So you get hits and saves against heroes. Mm-hmm. On a four.
0: Yeah. So it makes her attacks even more deadly because now she's exceptionally accurate. And then she's a three-up rerollable when she's attacked by a hero. Nice. Yeah, no, she's good. And she's a bit cheaper than the regular one, but she's not as customizable because she doesn't get command traits or anything like that. And she has no command ability. So that's the cost difference. Okay.
1: So let's talk about Seleska. The really cool, the symbiotes here. Mm -hmm. Um, Eight-inch move, nine wounds. They've all got four up saves and ten bravery. Um, The axe has four attacks, fours by threes, rend two, damage, D3. And her whip has eight attacks, threes by fours, rend one, damage one. So that's a lot of attacks. Twelve attacks from this model. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. S.K. attacks with the axe for rules purposes. SK is treated in the same manner as a mount. So, what does that mean? It's he's treated he's treated the same manner as a mount.
0: If there's something that would affect a uh, character's weapons, it would only affect uh, the whip.
1: Okay, it would only affect Sill unless it said it also affects the mount. Okay, correct. Um, when they fight, you pick either the axe or the whip, and you can only make attacks with that w- weapon. Oh, you have to pick which weapon. After the players have picked any other units to fight, this model can pile in and attack with the other weapon and reroll hits for attacks made with the other weapon in that phase. Mm-hmm. So... Wait a minute. So, okay, when you fight, you fight with that weapon. Then, when everyone else is done fighting, you can fight again with the other one.
0: Yes. Okay.
1: And you, you can- generally
0: start with the whip because you want the rerolls on the axe.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you can run in charge, and you can cast one and dispel one. What is the... What's Subvert?
0: Uh, cast value 7. If it goes off, you can pick one enemy hero with an 18 of the caster that they can see, and they can't use any command abilities until your next hero phase.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah. That's just messing you up. She's whispering to him exactly what to do. And they're, <laughs> they're counteracting whatever you're trying to do. And they do get a command ability, the Regal Authority... Start of the combat phase. If this model is your general, and on the battlefield, if you do so until the end of the phase, reroll hit rolls of one for friendly chaos slanish units that are wholly within eighteen inches. That's and it's just reroll hit rolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, but you have to use the start of the combat phase, so it's just for combat. It's not for shooting. In addition, you can use it at the start of the battle shock phase. If it's your general on the battlefield, if you do so, no battle shock test, wholly within eighteen. Hmm. So it's a double command set. Nice. Well, there's two of them, isn't there? Yes. There you go. Um, is this one is this a a good addition to the uh, to the army? Because it's a named character, so I always got to ask because they can't take any of the cool extra stuff because they're just they got to stand on their own.
0: So it depends on the host. If you're doing pretenders, I would say no. Um, I don't think she contributes as much as she normally would. If you're doing invaders, because you can have three generals and only one gets a command trait, she gets to use her command ability, even if she's not the actual general, which then means you can take a general with a command trait and still have a special character who is your general because you have three generals. Right. Oh, because if it's yeah, okay. Um, and then the other one, and then obviously because she's fairly fast and movement eight with run and charge, you can get invaders going by being in enemy territory. Um, and then I think she also works really well in Godseekers because she can still run and charge. Okay. I think she works better in invaders though, versus Godseekers, but
1: yeah, it sounds like she would be best in invaders. Mm-hmm. Based because once again special characters you can't tweak them but not this one then you don't have to and you can still tweak what you need to the contorted epitome is this now I I is is this pretty good yeah it is does it does it live up to the to the story behind it oh yeah. Okay, so it gets. Uh, it's only got seven wounds and a five up save. It's a 12 inch move, bravery 10. It gets nine attacks with the claws, threes by fours, one rend, one damage. Two attacks with the coiled tentacles, but a three inch range. Threes by fours, two rend, two damage. So, um, this has got a bunch of abilities and some magic. Reroll, casting, unbinding, and dispelling rolls for this model. Ugh, okay, there you go. Um, <laughs> roll a die each time you allocate a mortal wound to the model uh, what A mm-hmm. 2 it's got a two up ward against mortal wounds so yes. oh, that's right because you can't hit it with the stuff that will kill everything you've got to hit it with a pointed stick correct <laughs> okay okay um, horrible fascination at the start of the combat phase roll a die for each unit enemy unit within six of any friendly models... With it, with, okay. Uh, on a four-up, that unit fights at the end of the combat phase after the... Okay, so this is the always strikes last. Mm-hmm. If the unit affected by this ability is also affected by the things that would let it strike first, then it they cancel out. See, I like the cancel out thing because... It's cleaner. It's not only cleaner, but if you've got those bonuses where you're striking quick, like the Deepkin come in with their striking quick things... Mm-hmm. All right. I not everything's striking quick and the thing that you want to strike with the most, your big bad, I'm going to take that away from him. Right. You know. Um so that I that I do like. Um and this can cast 2 and unbind 2. And this where does this one go under? This is uh the first set of magic uh Yeah, this is a herald. Okay, so so this goes under, yeah, the first, the first the, the one with six uh, uh, spells. But they also have Overwhelming Acquiescence. Cast on a seven. Pick D3 enemy units within 24 inches that are visible. Reroll hit rolls of one for attacks to target those units. Oh, So you 24 inches, that's pretty much the width of the board, There's narrow mm-hmm. way. So you can pick th- uh, D3. So if you get a good roll, you're picking three units on the board but you're going to average two units on the board and re-rolling hit rolls of one for all the attacks made on that.
0: This is good. Yes. Yes, it is. This, how how much is this thing to play? Uh, sh- they are 200 points. That's totally worth it. Mm-hmm. It's huh. two hundred points and six depravity points. Um, if you try to shatter it, but it's another one of those you can shut down the hero, the enemy hero phase because it gets to reroll casting, unbinding, and dispelling. So it includes breaking endless spells. Yeah. It's and
2: then supposed- if you're
0: standing on an arcane terrain feature, you're now plus one with a reroll. Yeah, I like that. I think. The epitome is like a one-plus in slinch list right now. Really? At least I would do it, yeah. Okay. I think they're that important.
1: Now, we've got you your rapturist. Do you want to take this one?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. So this is the one, the Heartstring Liar. Um, and then for the most part, all the Slinnish Demons are move six on the ground. Uh, with a five-up save, they all have a ten bravery. And then she's got five wounds. So she's got her harp... That she gets to play, and it's got two um, essentially like firing patterns. Um, you either get to do the cacophonous melody or the euphoric or euphonic blast. So the melody is eighteen inches, six attacks, three by four, rend one damage one, great. Or the blast is twenty-four inches, one attack, two by three, ren three damage d3. So that hits quite hard. Yeah, but it just depends on what you're fighting. Um, and then she's got a claw three attacks, threes by fours, run one, damage one, nothing great. Um, The big thing that she does um, is twofold. At the start of your hero phase, you get to get an additional depravity point for each enraptuous that is on the field and part of a Slaanesh army for each friendly one.
1: So she just gives you a depravity point for existing because what she's doing is just horrific.
0: Yes, and playing her music and inspiring. So if you have four of these things on the table you get a free four depravity points in addition to everything else you do.
1: That's like 800 points, though. Nobody's doing that, are they? Why wouldn't you?
0: I don't know. I'm just asking. We'll we'll, we'll get to that in a second. Um, So the other thing is the discordant disruption. Uh, You get to reroll successful casting rolls for enemy wizards that are within 24 inches of a model with that ability. And in addition, if the reroll is a double that wizard takes D3 mortal wounds after the effects of the spell are carried out. And in addition, uh, she can attempt to dispel one endless spell at the start of the hero phase in the same manner as a wizard and if she does so, you add one to that roll. As the music just breaks apart the magical
1: stuff. Because she's not a wizard, but she gets a shot at it.
0: To unbind, or to dispel an endless spell.
1: Which, okay,
0: nice. Nice. With a plus one, if she's sitting on an arcane terrain feature, it's plus two. And if
1: you succeed in your roll, you have to re-roll it.
0: Yes, so if if you're casting a spell at her, or just within two feet of her, you have to re-roll it, and if it is a double on the re-roll, you take D3 Mortal Wounds.
1: That's... I like this.
0: Yeah. Now, she... The biggest thing is that she is a very long-range threat in a Slanesh army to generate depravity points. Because she moves 6, and then she shoots 24. So it's a 30-inch threat range with a very accurate gun. Okay. So if you're shooting a monster or a multi-wound character, or a hero or unit, you're putting D3 depravity points in your bucket in addition to the one you're getting for each one of them. Okay. So if you... You have four on the table, you're gonna average getting twelve depravity points turn one. Not including anything else you do if you hit and wound with your guns. Huh. Yeah, see this
1: this is this seems a well constructed army played by someone who knows what they're doing. This could just this could go bananas. This could get ridiculous really quick, can it?
0: It could, because you'll be Getting a greater demon Probably turn two Maybe turn three
1: An extra greater demon
0: Yes and that's not including Everything else you do
1: God bless America Alright let's go to the mask She can move ten inches but she's still that Five by five by ten Um she gets six attacks Threes by fours One red one damage Um now, at the start of your hero phase, she can either add D3 to her attacks or heal D3 wounds. Mm-hmm. Um, so if she's starting, she's completely healed. If she doesn't need to heal wounds, she just get extra attacks because, yep, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped. Um, she can fight uh, in the combat phase if she's within six inches instead of three. And can fly and move an extra three inches when it piles in. So it's got a six inch pile in, basically. So if it's within six, it's in for combat.
0: With Uh, a fly, so it can hop over things to get to things to kill.
1: Yeah. In addition, reroll hit rolls that target enemy units with a move characteristic of 10 inches or less. So if you don't move as quick as her, I mean, actually, no, if you don't move quicker than her, she gets a better chance to hit you, and you can reroll wound rolls for attacks made by this model that target enemy units that move five inches or less. Because of course you can, because she's more you double your doubling your speed at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can also run in charge, and she's got a four up ward on wounds and mortal wounds, so she's fives by fours on her saves.
0: Yep, she sounds good too. She is. Uh, she works really well in Godseekers, again, because of the run in charge, um, but also she heals and she's fairly independent operative, uh-huh. so she can heal wounds, which then just generates more depravity points potentially later, um, and then she's really tanky if she wants to be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, no, she's a really good character. They definitely did right by her at this time.
1: Okay, so then what up, what's up with the Vice Leader, the first of the Heralds?
0: Um, well, these gals are, one, I don't like the face, but that's besides the point. Um, so, move six, five, five, ten wound, or ten bravery. Uh, she has the same kind of basic profile that they all do. Uh, six attacks, threes by fours, run one, damage one. Woot. Um, they have lightning reflexes, so it's similar to the mask, but every time they take a wound or a mortal wound on a five-up, that's negated. So, that's cool. Uh, she can run in charge. And then she knows acquiescence is her basic spell plus the other spell from the lore and then the two basics. Um, the trick with acquiescence is you can cast that as many times as you have wizards to cast it. Uh, how come? Where does it say that? It says that right uh, on top of the spell lore's page. Oh. It's hidden there. Um but you can cast Acquiescence as many times as you have characters to cast it.
1: Okay. In addition, any number of different wizards from a session where they have Acquiescence on their wars, can use in the same turn, as long as the same wizard doesn't use it. Oh, well, there you go.
0: Yeah. So, Acquiescence, it's a smaller version of the Epitomes, which is cast AoE 5, you pick an enemy unit with an 18 of the caster that they can see, and you get to reroll hit rolls of 1 for attacks that target the unit.
1: There's a lot of rerolls also for this army. Uh huh. So you 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 only got one rend unless you're like a super character at best. You got one rend.
0: And um, your wound roll is pretty low too, but. Yeah,
1: but you know a lot of this. It's one damage with one rend. A lot of things are going to be able to, to to take these attacks, but there's just so many, and you're just hitting
0: with so many. And every time you roll a six, it's D three or it's two.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So many hits. So many things to save. So many little cuts getting through. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, we got a Bladebringer.
0: Yeah, we got a couple different Bladebringers. Um, So we should probably talk about each one of the chariots. Oh, okay, I see what it is.
1: Okay, so you can take a Hellflayer without a character on it, or you can put the Bladebringer on it. You got the chariot, you can put the Bladebringer on it. And then you got the exalted chariot. You can put the blade bringer on it. Is the blade bringer basically the same in all of these? It is exactly the same. Okay, then let's talk about that last. Let's talk about the different chariots, and then if you want to throw her, throw her on it.
0: Yeah. Um. So the Hellflayer. This is the um, John Deere tractor of the mortal realms. Uh, twelve inch move, four up save, seven wounds, all bravery ten. Uh, it's got four attacks from the claws. 3s by 4s, run 1 damage, 1. The piercing claws and the whips from the alluras on top is 6 attacks, 3s by 4s, run 1 damage, 1, 2 inch range, and then the tongues from the creatures are 4 attacks, 3s by 4s, no run, damage, 1. So when this thing goes into combat, at the start of the combat phase, roll a die for each enemy unit within 1 inch of this model, and on a 4 plus that unit takes D3 mortal wounds. In addition, for each four plus, add one to the attacks characteristic of this model's melee weapons until the end of that phase because they're inhaling that energy from your soul stuff.
1: Oh, that's right. (laughs) So they're taking D3 mortals and you're getting extra attacks. Mm -hmm. Uh, Three extra attacks because it's all the different melee weapons. Yes. Nice. Now... The Hellflayer is the wide and narrow one. Yep. Okay. Oh, and then the Secret Chariot is sort of the narrow single chariot, and then the Exalted Chariot is the super... It's almost like the Hellflayer Chariot.
0: Yeah, it's the big one.
1: Okay. All right, just making everything in my head. Um, all right, so Secret Chariots. Uh, one less wound... It's only got one person on it, so it's got three attacks for the claws, as opposed to the Hellflare that has six. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see. For rules purposes, the demonettes and steeds are treated in the same manner as a mount. Okay. Impossibly swift, they can retreat and charge. Roll for. They got the mutilating blades. Roll for each enemy unit within an inch of the model. Um. After it finishes its charge, on a two-up, they take D3 mortal wounds. If this unit has more than one model, roll to determine if mortal wounds are inflicted after each model completes its charge move, but do not allocate the wounds until after all of the models in the unit have moved.
0: Yeah, because you can take them in units of one to three. So,
1: basically, if I get three chariots charged in, I don't allocate the wounds until all of them have Complete rolled. Complete the charge. Okay. Yep. Okay. Is uh and then the exalted chariot which has the same whips, but it's got double the tongues and triple the claws because you got three guys and two uh two steeds pulling it. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's big.
0: Well, it's three girl crew, the Allurus on top and then it's four steeds pulling. Oh, that's right. It's
1: oh, huge. Sorry. Yeah, no, that's, that's right. It's a huge model. It's a ridiculously large model with a lot of spiky grind gears, uh, you know, blades that all have to be put together, cleaned up, painted. This this model is a nightmare at times. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anyone put it together who wasn't like, oh, my God, this model. Um, although this one, you roll, uh, once again, you finish a charge, you roll for the units within an, uh, within an inch. Uh, On a 2 to 4, it takes D3 mortals. On a 5 or a 6, it takes D6 mortals. Yep. And also, at the start of the combat phase, roll a die for each enemy within an inch. On a 2 up, they take D... What? Yeah. Oh. Oh, (laughs) I didn't notice this. So wait, when I finish the charge they're going to take, as long as I don't roll a 1, they're going to take D3 to D6 mortals. And then at the start of the combat phase, I roll it again, and on a 2-up, they take D3 mortals. And for every... Roll a die for each enemy unit. Okay, so if there's multiple units. And then for every 2-up, plus 1 to the attacks on the melee weapons. So... I'm doing two D3 or D6 and D3 mortal wounds if I charge, and then once combat starts. And my 21 attacks just became 24 attacks. No. My 21 attacks, yeah, becomes 24 attacks. Yeah,
0: That thing's, that's good. That is good. It is really good. Um, And then you make any of these things a herald on said thing by putting a blade bringer on it. So you're giving them a few more wounds and the herald's attack profile, but then you're also making them a wizard. And then because they're now heroes, whenever they do all of these varieties of mortal wounds, that's depravity points potentially.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Especially with that big, yeah, yeah, it's so big you can hit if I've got a character and a unit and maybe another unit near that, it's so big, suddenly I'm getting, I mean, three, two ups. Suddenly that's, oh my goodness, that's so much on the initial charge and then so much more. Oh, it's just dumb. But that's that's what that model does, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, and it's still squishy. Even the biggest version is... Ten wounds with the four up save. So it's still very vulnerable to shooting, and it's huge. It only has so many places it can go. That's true. Um okay, so basically
1: adding the blade bringer on it. I mean she's a wizard, she can cast acquiescence.
0: Which is the reroll ones to hit spell.
1: Uh-huh. And uh what else does she bring into the
0: Just more attacks and the ability to take artifacts?
1: Oh that's right.
0: So if you really want to speed this up, you put the um what do you call it? The thermal rider cloak from Akshi. Uh huh. Kick her up to movement fourteen plus fly
1: <laughs>
0: and then put her in a godseeker's host that's plus one to charge too.
1: And then she's in there. Oh, that's... And then on your turn, you're retreating. If you're
0: on a little chariot, yeah.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, they definitely... Because it felt in the older version of the War Scrolls that the chariots didn't really fill that much of a purpose, and now they legitimately do.
1: So... The chariot's one eighty. The exalted chariot. I put the character on it and it's an extra forty points. It's an extra forty points. Okay, so that that you you kinda you want to put her on there, don't you? For forty points?
0: For forty points in a hero spot? Yeah, generally.
1: I mean I suppose you keep her off if you're running other things that you need the hero slot, but for 40 points, that you know, the, plus she's getting another acquiescence.
0: It's a bargain. Yeah. But then you're also, that's the thing, you're burning a hero spot as well for a 10 wound 4-up save character that is gigantic.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just looking at it and wondering. All right oh boy so we've still got a bunch of stuff we've and... only
0: got four left.
1: oh so should we take There's a... five left? Should we take a break do the five and then do the battalions Oh you know what let's finish up and then let's finish up the five units then when we come back we'll talk about the endless spells in the battalions and there you go how you mix them up all right fiends Are fiends only have four wounds. 5 up save, 12... That's enough. It's enough, okay. Um, Oh, they get 4 attacks, 3s by 3s, 1 rend, 1 damage. And then their stinger gets 1 attack, 3s by 3s, 1 rend. And then, oh, that's the venom, okay. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Attack has a wound characteristic of 1. If the stinger stinger has a damage characteristic of 1 for that attack... No, if... If the target has a wound yeah. characteristic of one, it does well. Oh, I remember reading this. This is the bigger you are, the more damage you're going to take because it's mm-hmm. pumping you full of venom, so it's proportionate. If you have two to three wounds like your Stormcast and even your Stormcast Paladins, it does D3. Oh, So it, basically there's a chance it'll kill you no matter how many wounds you have unless you've got more than six. Yeah, four or more wounds you take D6 damage for the attack. Interesting. I like that. I like that it's got this thing and no matter how big you are, you are there's a chance if you're six wounds or less, which you got to be pretty big to be more than that, there's a chance I kill you with this attack.
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Nice. Especially if you roll a 6 to hit with it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, cuz then you get two yeah. <sighs> then I get two of the Oh. Oh, that's really good. I mean yes. you only get one
0: attack, but yeah. Could become two.
1: Could be, okay. Um and if you roll a wo oh, and wounds of six with the pincers are D three damage instead of one. Mm-hmm. I like this. Um Let's see. Uh, minus one for oh, minus one to cast for enemy wizards within twelve inches of this thing.
0: This unit of things, yes.
1: Oh, okay. And then minus one to hits for attacks made with melee weapons at target. Th- minus one to hit this thing, uh, just in general. Okay, oh, melee. Yes, in melee. In addition, when it's got four or more models, minus one from wound rolls. Yes. Huh.
0: That's why the 5-up is deceptively powerful, because it inflicts all of these minuses, and they hit like a truck. Hmm. Because if you have a team of 6 of them, because why wouldn't you? That's 25 attacks, and if you roll a 6 to hit, that's 2 rolls to wound. You get 6 tails, so on average you're going to get 7 Or you're going to get an additional roll to wound because somebody's going to roll a six and then they're minus one to hit you minus one to wound you and minus one to cast so yeah no they're good those are really good they are that's why they're like 200 points and change
1: for how many three for three Uh, it still seems worth it almost no it is that's really good all right what about the demonettes yeah so these are your battle line right
0: yeah, these are your generic battle line for Slanesh. Um So they're move 6, 5-up save, 1 wound, uh, brave 10. They each have 2 attacks, 4s by 4s, run 1 damage, 1. The unit champion gets an additional attack. So because you can take these in big units, this is where the Euphoric Killers really like explodes. Because you have so many attacks, and they're on small bases, so you get to attack with 2 ranks of them, and every 6 or Six, you rolled a hit, either becomes two or three wound, two or three rolls to wound, depending on how many of them there are.
1: More than twenty or more, how many can you take in a unit of demonets? Thirty, I think. Let's take a look. Demonets sure go up to 30. thirty, so you can generally start with yeah, three wound rolls. Uh, one in every five can have a banner or an icon, so you can have both of these in your unit. Yep. Reroll charge rolls. Um, If an unmodified battle shock roll of one is made for this unit, you can add D6 models to the unit and no models will flee no matter what.
0: Yep. Oh, so that's like the blink. Yeah, it's the same thing. But they added that no models will flee Um, instead of – because you could potentially, like, win – have them test at a minus 11 – so they'd automatically fail but if they roll a 1 you just heal d3 back to them and then nothing D6. else works. D6. Yeah,
1: D6. Uh they can run and charge. So oh, they're fast too cuz they can run and charge. And one in every 10 is a horn blower. Uh if an unmodified roll for battle shock for an enemy unit within 6 is a 1, you got to reroll it. Mhm.
0: They seem really good. Like They are. But they die to a stiff breeze. Yes. And they have no second level of protection. So they're kind of like witch elves, but they have rend. They have a worse to hit value, but they can generate multiple attacks. So take it for what you will, but they're still very squishy. And any dedicated amount of shooting will put the unit down very quickly.
1: Two attacks, thirty models. If I get them all into a big unit because they're small bases, that's mm-hmm. sixty attacks. So you figure, sixty-one attacks. Sixty-one attacks. So you figure around ten of them. So you got need fours to hit. So thirty of them are going to hit, but ten of them in the beginning, at least because there's more than twenty models, are going to do three apiece.
0: So then that's sixty rolls to wound. <laughs> so dumb even with a wound roll of four with a rend of one you're still gonna do a lot of damage but these things cannot take a punch no
1: no and I've got there there's enough there's enough things that you can hit this stuff with where like you pointed out um, well you're gonna have those you're gonna have the ban- your bear in your unit mm-hmm. because you're hoping for that one because more often than not you're gonna roll a three anyway but if I can kill like you said 10 or 15 of these, you're automatically losing another four or five plus whatever you roll. Yeah. All right. So seekers, we put them up on a on a steed, and suddenly they can move fourteen inches, and they got an extra wound because they're riding something. Mm-hmm. Um. You can have the same. The, the it's the same banner Bearers and the same horn blower. All the rules are the same. You can have all of that in this unit. Basically. Um, you can run with 2d6, and you can run and charge. Oh, my God. So they move 14. I can roll 2d6. So I'm averaging a 21-inch run, and then I can still charge. With a reroll from your banner. With a re-roll from the banner.
0: Yeah, the secret banner bearer lets you re-roll charges, which is like the Demonette banner bearer. But their icon bearer only heals d3 miles back to the unit, not d6.
1: Well, well, because it makes sense, because they're two wounds apiece. Yeah. And if any enemy models were slain by wounds inflicted by this unit's attacks, add one of the attack characteristic of the unit's melee weapons in the next combat phase. So if I kill anything, I get excited, and in the next combat phase, I add one to the attack characteristic.
0: Yes, you're essentially adding two attacks per model.
1: And as long as every turn I'm doing some damage, I'm up at that six attack Mm-hmm. Point. Oh, that's good. This is all yep. pretty cool. I mean, it all—it's all pretty obvious how it works together. You want to take the Hellstriders?
0: Yeah. So they have two war scrolls here, um, and the only real difference is the equipment. Um, so
1: yeah, it seems weird that they don't just say you got to pick one or the other and put it in as one war but scroll.
0: The biggest thing is that you can do two separate points values depending uh, okay. on how things adjust. That's why the Kernoth hunters. For the Sylvaneth, have two, have three separate profiles now.
1: Okay, I, I get what they're doing. We're we're not yeah. just saying pick one of the two because they're not worth. They're not the same. Okay, okay, I get it. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll just run through their basics. They're also in Movement 14. They have a four-up save, so they're a little tankier uh, with two wounds each, and they're only six bravery. So that's because these the are the humans. They're not demons. These are humans. Yeah even though they're writing demons. Right. Uh, and these are the guys who can't get off
1: the, the mounts no matter what.
0: Yep. Um, so they each have the same poison tongue attack, but then they either have a hell scourge, which is the whip, which is a three inch reach, uh, one attack, three by four, no Ren, one damage. Or they take a claw spear, which is one attack, one inch, three by four, Ren, one damage, one. Uh these guys, they can also re-roll charge rolls while they have a banner, because one out of every five can be a banner, and one out of every five can be an icon bearer, which is add two to the bravery characteristic. Um, and then they also have the hornblower, so that's the, if an enemy uh, unit rolls a six for, or rolls a one for a battle shock, they have to reroll it. And then their special ability is soul hunters, so if any enemy models are slain, By wounds inflicted by this unit's attacks in the combat phase, you get to add one to the attacks characteristic uh, of that unit's melee weapons in the next combat phase. So it's 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 the the same thing as the Seekers, yeah.
1: So they basically have the same rules as the Seekers. They're
0: just, they're not as great. Yeah, they're not, they're humans, but they're tankier, which is the big difference. Yeah.
1: Huh. All right, that's, that's all the units then. Yeah. All right, Um, another quick break, and then we're going to come back. We'll talk battalions and endless spells because there's some cool stuff there, too. Oh, yeah. We are back. We're back with all the other stuff. Going to finish up the stuff and the things and get through this. Um, Everything's so fast. And everything just like a bajillion attacks. It's... Ugh, I hate reading these things and then wanting to play them. All right. Uh, Endless spells. There's three of them. Are they... they, This is the stuff I haven't really looked at too closely. Is this stuff good? The mirror is amazing. The mirror is amazing. Um, Yes. All right, let's start with that one then.
0: Okay. So this one is a predatory spell. It can move up to six inches and fly. Um, It's got a cast value six, and only Cast Lanesh Wizards can attempt to cast it. When it goes off, though, you get to set it up wholly within 18 inches of the caster, and it's got a bunch of different abilities, Uh, the first of which is Irresistible Lure. So if a unit starts to move within 12 inches of this model, it suffers D3 mortal wounds, unless it finishes the move closer to this model than it was before the move was made and has no effect on Chaos Slaanesh units. So if you put this behind your opponent and they come at you, they take D3 Mortal Wounds because they moved away from it. That's good. Yeah. But if they move towards it, then you're controlling where they move. Yeah. Which then means you can well, send things over to... Well, lure, yeah. Makes yeah, sense. and you're clumping them up. So you get a lot of ways to get additional things in there. And then after this model is set up and after this model has moved, roll six dice for each hero within six inches of this model, and you roll separately for that for each hero. For each six, that hero suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to the number of sixes. So... This is exponential. It is.
1: So a six is one wound, two sixes is four wounds, three sixes is nine wounds. Yes. Four is 16. That's bananas.
0: But you have to it, roll
1: a lot of sixes. Yeah, but I mean, that happens sometimes. That's where the great stories of the games come in. Mm-hmm. I rolled this, and some guy took a bajillion wounds. Oh, that's all mortals. Um. Okay. So that's, it, that's got to a lot of it doesn't affect Slanish. How much does this thing cost?
0: Uh, the mirror... I don't is have 60, my book in front of me. Points.
1: Now, did any 60 points. Did any of their points really change in the... Uh, I'm I'm assuming some of this stuff went up in the... Or did it? some of this stuff go up in the General handbook?
0: I honestly don't remember.
1: Okay, I'm just asking because I'm looking at that. I don't have the General handbook in front of me. The the little I don't have the points pamphlet, so...
0: It was the update uh, that came out on the uh, Warhammer community. It wasn't in oh, that's right. the GHB.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. So, um, should we go over the other ones? Are they they worth talking about? Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, Dreadful Visage. This is the one that just looks like a Demonette face flying at you. Uh, It's predatory. It can move eight. It can fly. Casting value of seven. Only Chaos slanish Wizards. One Visage wholly within 12 inches of the caster is the setup. Uh, Immediately move it once you set it up. After it's moved, roll six dice for the closest other unit within six inches. If more than one other unit is equally close, the player that moved the model chooses which to roll the six dice for. uh, Four ups are mortal wounds. Okay. And minus one of the bravery of units, totally within 12 inches of this. Add one for Chaos Lanesh totally within 12, that are within 12. Oh, it's not totally, it's just within 12 inches of this model instead of subtracting one. That's
0: not bad. That's not
1: nearly as good as that mirror, but it's good.
0: Yeah. Um, And that's 40 points.
1: Oh, that's dirt cheap. Yep.
0: Yeah, and then the last one is the wheels of excruciation. Um, And this is that big mess of knives that looks like the chariots that just gives me shivers. Um, Any event. So this one is a predatory endless spell. Move up to 12 inches and can fly. Uh, cast value 5. When it successfully casts, you get to set it up within 6, wholly within 6 inches of the caster, and then it moves 12. Um, when this model is set up, the player who set it up can immediately make a move. And after this model has moved, roll 6 dice for each unit that has any models this model passed across. So you have to go over the unit, and then you roll 6 dice. That unit suffers a mortal wound for each roll that is less then that unit's unmodified save characteristics. So the lo- the worse your save is, the more likely this thing is to hurt you.
1: That makes sense.
0: Yeah, and this is also the only one that... Um, well, actually, the other one does. The uh, Dreadful Visage affects your stuff too. And then this one can hurt yourself as well. So if you cast these and go over your own stuff, your own heroes. You can generate depravity points from those heroes taking wounds. Uh, okay. Oh. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. All right. I'm going to take some. I want to get some more depravity points.
0: Yeah. The spells themselves do not generate depravity points. Um, when they do damage, it is just if they damage um, your characters. Right.
1: Right, because that's not what, that's not how the, uh, yeah, that's not what it says for depravity points. So if they hurt you because you taking wounds, it doesn't say from where. Mm -hmm. But uh, it has to be a hero that hurts a hero. And so then these aren't heroes, they're just spells. Got it. I get it. I got it. I got it. I know it's good. The rhymes I write you wish you would.
0: So we should probably move on to the battalion.
1: <laughs> yep, let's just ignore that. Okay. Yep. All right, so there's only four, which I kind of like, because there's all already so many other things in here. It's like, for goodness sake.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Now, am I missing something? Because in now on War Scroll Builder, there's six listed.
0: Okay, which ones are you talking about?
1: Um, let's see, there's Depraved droves. I'm just looking at the... Because I was looking for the points.
0: That's the Sonesh Beast one. Oh, okay, so that's the Choir of Torment as well Is this is the other Beast one, right? No, the Choir oh. of Torment is, I believe, the one out of the Wrath and Rapture box.
1: Oh, okay. So, all right, so that's cool. I guess
0: I'm just asking. So, all right,
1: so... One is the three to six heroes... The Supreme Sybarites. Now, once again, if you're playing pretenders, you have one hero. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a 120-point battalion. At the start of the hero phase, roll a die. If the roll is less than or equal to the number of heroes from this battalion on the battlefield, you get a command point. So running in by yourself, you basically you screw yourself on this uh, on this whole battalion. Like, there's Correct. really no point to take it, is there?
0: You get the one extra command point and you get the extra artifact, um, but you've paid 120 points for it.
1: And, but, oh, cause, can you take and, more than one hero in a, in a seeker, I mean, a, in a, can you take more than one hero in a pretender army?
0: Yes. But you cannot take more than one hero in a supreme cyberite's battalion. Oh, okay. In a pretender's host.
1: Oh, because yeah, there's no. He doesn't accept that those other people are okay. So I get, I get it. Okay.
0: Now the big thing is that this is good, especially in invaders. Right, when you start, you
1: get the three heroes, and you, they. You get three generals, so you're already starting. We're going to have, you know, your three minimum, and that's you're probably going to want more, aren't you?
0: Yeah, you're generally if you're going to do this in invaders, you're going to want to beef it out to six. So this way, you control drops, the extra artifact, you get the extra command point for the start of the game, and then you get an extra command point at the start of your each one of your hero phases because you're going to roll six or less on six-sided dice.
1: Okay. All right. Um, yes. And now, what's the other one? Epicurean Revelers. Now, I think this is the one. If you're invaders, you got take... okay, so to take two to four
0: if you're going with of the these battalions most... in the big one.
1: Yeah, so instead of one to three, got to take two to four of these battalions and zero to two of the Seekers if you're playing invaders. So if you're going Demonettes and uh different chariots and hellflayer if you're going heavy with those you might want to be an invader host anyway and you're going to take uh and if you do that then you're going to go in with these revelers so the way this is listed you got to take at least two units of demonettes and then you can take up to four uh hellflayers chariots all that other stuff um
0: well, it's Hellflayers, Exalted Chariots, or fiends. Oh, okay. so the regular secret chariots don't fit into this.
1: Oh, okay, because we're not going with the fast things; we're going with the big, bulky things. Got you. Although fiends aren't that slow. Uh, unmodified wound rolls for attack made with melee weapons by demonets from this baton is six. It does a mortal wound, and the att- oh, so sixes do one mortal
0: on the roll to wound.
1: Oh, so the roll to hit can still on oh, sixes get you double dice, and then sixes to wound. Do a, that's good.
0: Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, and the chariots—they uh, all have the demonet keyword. So if you take a hellflayer or an exalted, they will also get this because they have demonet. Keyword. Oh, that's good. Yeah, the only thing that doesn't really get anything out of this is the fiends, because they don't have the demonet keyword.
1: Okay. Hmm. That seems weird that they'd be in there for the Okay, and then the Seeker Cavalcade. That's the one that's normal unless you're taking is it the God Seekers? It is. Yes, here then you've got to take at least two of these to get the big Hedonite host. How how many points do you need to take the Hedonite host?
0: Um if I mean, you do the cheapest, which I believe is four units of ten demonets that double down on the revelers plus the cyberites, and then that battalion. So revelers, actually, no, the cheapest one is the seekers because that's one hundred and forty for each one of those battalions plus four hundred and eighty for the four units of seekers or hellstriders. Um. And then the, yeah, it's possible. You can do it if they're small, minimum size units.
1: Okay. Huh. Okay, and then the Seeker Cavalcade, what's their bonus? Uh, So
0: this is two to six units of Seekers or Hellstriders, and then zero to four units of Seeker Chariots. And a model from this battalion is eligible to fight in the combat phase if it's within six inches of an enemy unit instead of three, and can pile in an extra three when it does, when it piles in. Okay. It's not amazing, but it gets you into combat all the quicker.
1: And then if you take one of each of those, and then the main host, plus one bravery to units, plus if it's part of a Sinesh army, you start with, at the start of your hero phase, you get D3 depravity points. So you're dropping 560 points for, just to buy one get one of each of these one of each of these... Uh, battalions. Battalions. Now, if you go... Because Epicurean Revelers is, is more expensive than the others. Mm-hmm. So if you went with the one where you could take zero of that, and you have to take two secret cavalcades, yeah. you'll save yourself about 40 points, which makes it 5... What do we say? 560, so it would be 520. It's still a quarter of your army just in getting this. Of course... Now you're starting the game with four extra command points, so you're starting the game with five command points. Basically, on your on your turn, um, you've got five. uh, um, Everybody, (laughs) it's like Oprah. You get an artifact. You get an artifact. Just about everybody's getting an artifact, so Mm -hmm. that's not bad. That's pretty cool. You can start really, really taking all of these different, um cool special abilities that we were talking about and start stacking them up on each other. Yep. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, and the bonuses, I mean, the bonuses aren't bad either. Like, they're not, not all of it's the most awesome, but it's still...
0: I mean, the gnarliest ones are the Cyberites and the Revelers, but those battalions are expensive. Yeah. Well, and- plus a
1: cyberite, you're only going to be taking one, but one of those. Yeah, because you can stick all six, You 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 can't take more than six heroes, and you can stick them all into that one. So why not? Mm-hmm. Now the Hedonite host. If you do take it, that's a one drop army, right? Yep. Because literally, you got those three other battalions, but you've got the one major. But they all fall into the major battalion.
0: Yeah, it just you have to make sure you play it around, especially with the. Uh, zero to four units like the Flayers, the Chariots, or the Fiends. Um, you just have to make sure that you get that to line up. But yeah, you can one-drop a Hedonite host. Hmm. Or you can two-drop Supreme Cyberites and the Revelers because then you'll get or the Cyberites and the Cavalcade because then you get all of your battle line filled out with either of those and then all of your characters and the Cyberites.
1: Hmm. Yeah, you can two drop your army. God, this is this is really good. This is really—I mean, I can see why. What was it? Yeah, the top three spots, like we said at the last at that tournament, were all this. Yeah, because this is kind of uh, cuckoo for cocoa puffs.
0: It is, um, but again, they're very glass and they're matchup dependent. If they're playing against a lot of one wound models, they're not going to generate a lot of depravity points. Just. They can't. So you'll be depriving them of depravity, but then you're generally squishier if you're a one moon model, so you die easier.
1: Well, I mean, uh, wait—they don't—they only get generate depravity points against heroes, though. So
0: no, no, no—it's when the hero, the slaneshi oh, hero, the hero, does, does damage, damage. Oh, so yeah, so if to I'm a model but of- does not kill it. So oh, okay, if a greater demon kills five grats great you killed five grats you don't get anything
1: okay I get it I was totally confused there so yeah oh that's yeah and there's a lot of armies with two wound models
0: yeah
1: if I kill off ten fire slayers I just got five depravity points if I kill off
0: no if you kill off ten fire slayers you got ten depravity points
1: are they three wounds a piece
0: Depravity point well they're oh ten is
1: worth t- oh yeah ten of them gets me 10 yes you're right no because the first one get it the second one I don't right right what am I saying okay hmm oh that's
0: oh that's but, terrible. as we've said they're very squishy so they die to any sort of dedicated shooting um so like carriage on overlords um, even stormcast are looking at these guys like if I take enough guns, you're going to go away. Same thing with Seraphon. All you got to do is kind of like get on the fane and prevent them from getting the points back. You can break these guys with just a decent amount of shooting. Hmm. Okay. But the meta hasn't come around to that yet. Which is why they're so good right now.
1: So where... What do you uh, what do you prefer? Like, what are you looking at? Like, if you're writing up a list, what kind of what are you where are you what are you going with? If I'm playing Slanesh, yeah, because I'm I'm thinking I like the I really like the invaders. Although, like you said, if they get near each other, then that totally screws them up because then none of them can use their abilities. Now, question: Can the can the actual regular general type general use their abilities? No. No, so if they're within 12 inches of each other...
0: No command traits, no command abilities.
1: uh, No command traits either. Right. Wait a minute. Yeah, so that that really sucks. Like, you have to keep them away from each other. Or you're really screwed.
0: It also just depends on the characters you put in the invaders. If you run... Um, one kind of like lead from the middle character, and then two combat monsters that can flanks mm-hmm. and just have them come around in the classic pincer move, then that's not the worst idea.
2: Okay.
1: It just seems almost but, like the God Seekers might be the safest way to go. And they're still pretty decent, aren't they?
0: Yeah, no, they're all good. Um,. It's just a matter of what your play style is and what else you want to take. Um, I think the one thing that doesn't get mentioned is here is the slaves to darkness characters and units Mm -hmm. um, that you can mark Slanesh. And I think Knights of Slanesh are a big deal for this army. Okay. Because they are fairly fast. They're fairly tanky. They have three wounds apiece, and they take up a lot of space. So essentially what you're doing is you're going to run all of these knights up, bog your opponents down in like 45 wounds of four-up save, while you're summoning depravity points and scoring objectives late game by summoning units. Jeez. Okay, forget it. (laughs) The thing is, there's a lot of different ways to play this, and if you take the depraved drove from beasts, you get to take anything in beasts, put it into one of those hosts, get the artifact, get the command point, and get access to Devolve. So that's the spell from the Bray Shaman. That's the come hither. So you're pulling units to get closer to you, and then you knife them. Yep. There's just so much different things that you can do with this army, even though there's not a lot of War Scrolls in this book.
1: Yeah. No, this is pretty cool. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a definite theme, and it's all following it. But that's what kind of makes it how why I like it. This is the type of army that I like—an army that plays to its lore. I I like this a lot. Yeah. Any other tips? Any other things that you Uh, throw together? Any different combos of you know? Oh, I would take these, you know, these abilities and these artifacts, and you know.
0: uh, No, I think the big thing is just to play with it and see what you like about it. Um I think that there is a list in here for almost every play style except for shooting, but um you have a lot of good options with Slanesh. So Okay. I don't know. Wonderful.
1: Alright, cool. So is that it? Are we wrapping up?
0: I think we are.
1: Alright, folks, this has been the war. Uh the war segment of Hidden Knights of Slanesh. Uh, before we go, definitely want to thank our associate producers Phil Elliott, Dwight Sims, Christopher Sanders, and AJC. AJC, uh, newest patrons Jan Hovick and Adam Lee. Thanks for becoming part of the almost one percent—the people who make everything we do on this show possible. Alex,
0: Dave,
1: I'll see you in like two days at the tournament. It's not soon enough. I know. Hopefully, I can get this part done and out before the tournament. If not, you'll get it on the twenty ninth, folks. But I might be able to because I've already got the other show ready to go first thing in the morning. It's already done. It's ready to post. I just gotta make the little you know page for the main page on the website, and I can post it. So we are ready. I've been I've been moving on this so. I'm as fast as as the Slashy Chariots when it's putting this stuff out. But all right, whatever for you. All right, uh, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know. Oh, you know what I forgot? We got a contest to talk about again. We
0: do have a contest to talk about again.
1: Yeah, because I didn't talk about it last time. and I don't want to forget about it. Folks, Six Squared Studios right in. How you got into the hobby or what you love about the hobby. It's just write something positive, email, voicemail, um, you know, garagehammer at live.com. Send us an email. Send a voicemail to the voicemail line. We're going to listen to it. We're going to pick our favorites. And then from the list of favorites, Kevin at Six Squared and Brad over there at Six Squared will um, pick the winner. And they will get $100. And it is $100 U.S.
0: There you go.
1: So, yeah. I, I, I talked to them. Like, we didn't know last episode. And then I saw them and they're like, oh, yeah, it's $100 US. So, there you go. Um, anything on their site. So, that's 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 such a nice and generous gift, too. Celebrating their five years in business and us our nine years plus going on the air. So, that do that we've got until what the second we're going to announce we're going to cut it off right before the second uh, August episode so we can announce it then is that the plan I think that's the plan sounds like it sounds like the plan alright so that's what we're doing so folks get those entries in because got a really good chance of winning a really nice gift card to their store uh, just for just for being positive about the hobby that we all love so alright now I think we're ready Alex anything else no, all right. we're good. All right, folks, only the faithful will be triumphant. Only the faithful will stand when all others fall. And only the faithful know no despair except in failure.
0: You've been listening to Garage Hammer. If you've enjoyed the show, maybe consider leaving us a positive review on iTunes. Or check out our Patreon page at patreon.com garagehammer. If you'd like to reach us, you can contact us via our email address, garagehammer at live.com. You can also find us on Twitter. David is at Garage Hammer. And Alex, that's me, is at some kind of geek30. Original Music by Claire Seabrook. You can find more of her work at SoundCloud.com/slash Claire Seabrook Music. Finally, if you want to join the Garage Hammer community, as well as the AOS community worldwide, you can comment on our episodes in the show thread at the grand alliance forum sets tga.community or check out the garage hammer facebook page and as always thanks for listening